The Open Nesters is a weekly podcast focusing on couples and individuals who are looking for new beginnings after their kids have left the nest. This week on the Open Nesters podcast with Martha Joy Rose of the Museum of Motherhood. To do the dance of that relationship, we have to be willing to change, I think. I don't think my kids want to be mothered in the same way they did. I think they want an adult relationship and it's my job to try to meet them at that adult relationship. And I was looking for a different value system. I was looking for um, a shift in my own values and a shift in the values of the person that I wanted to be with. So top of list were not things that were shiny and sparkly and looked really good. They were more things, qualities of care and kindness And um, so I felt like I couldn't easily source that where I was. And I wanted to go for a slower, deeper, kind of wiser situation. I met Joy Rose when she was in New York with the Museum of Motherhood. And we did some programs and readings together and then collected stories for a small little book series years ago. And just keeping her in mind all these years later, she's such an inspiration and a force. And we're so lucky to have her on the Open Nesters podcast. I remember uh, Joy Rose really well from my book series and visited their Museum of Motherhood in New York. So let's hear it from Joy Rose. Welcome to the Open Nesters podcast, my friend and dear colleague from years back, Joy Rose, who actually is also Martha Joy Rose, but you can find, you'll be able to find her in all kinds of ways because she's been a creative force and inspiration to me for years. Welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so we, we, we were offline discussing kind of what is this idea of the open nest and kind of I just love how you you framed it like it's just this creative force of our lives the path that we take that as long as it's kind we can open up to and I and I and Joy started the Museum of Motherhood years back and now has an annex out of South Florida for non not South Florida but Florida west coast of Florida the nonprofit um I guess umbrella of that mom art annex and so she's really all about motherhood and raise adult kids so Let's start from the time that you got this. I mean, you have so many creative inspirations that I'm going to ask you to start from the time that your kids were getting older and you were looking at your life anew on some level uh, about motherhood, about that perspective. Well, it's interesting because, yes, the project is the Museum of Motherhood, and I've been at it for close to 20 years. However, it's not it's about motherhood, but really, no, it's about um, complexifying that label of motherhood and uh, since since the beginning of my uh, self-identification and with that word, really, it's about the fact that I'm a human being at the center of a role that's projected on to me and others all the time. And, um, and that role seems very limiting. And, and yet the work is everything. And so the showing up is everything. So I've been doing my best to I guess, um, deregulate, disseminate, um, mess up that word because motherhood is messy. So um, that's been my job is to make art and music and uh, share the information that others have to offer on this really complicated subject of women 
historically, spelled with a Y, um, women who have been at the center of this activity, and now it's changing. We have um, all kinds of identities, male, non-binary, um, reproductive identities coming into the fold. And so we're changing. And what is it now? What has it been? What is it now? Where are we going? Wow, that's such a quick way to summarize something so nuanced, complex, and deep. And 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 deconstructing labels, which I think is the biggest part of it. But and and the way I see motherhood is this beautiful feminine well of possibility, regardless of whether male or female. Like the mothering. So so as you, if we want to start with your personal story, how is mothering in your life changing and changed as you became this state, you know, as your kids started getting older? How would you reflect on seeing it in your own life first? And then we can go into some of the other programs and work. Well, I mean, the conversation that I have with friends a lot is about redundancy. Um, it's very difficult to shift an identity that's consumed you and activities, physical activities that have been all consuming for usually up to 20 years in some manner or other, emotionally, physically, um, uh, daily. And uh, to all of a sudden say, well, uh, that's not really necessary anymore. Shift gears and that's almost an impossible shift. I think it's an expectation that we have um, put on ourselves and put on put from society that um, you know all of a sudden um, we're not who we were for this whole period of time. And believe me, my entire life and professional career has been about <clears throat> finding the self in the center while you're also caring. And I define motherhood as M slash otherhood. So the defining factor of motherhood is just that we're in relationship. It doesn't matter what the object in relationship is. Like we talked about sexuality or difference or identity. It's the fact that the defining thing is that you are a being in relationship to another, whether you've lost that being, whether you've denied that being, whether you've adopted that being, whether you've fostered that being whether you've um, other mothered that being, whether you male mothered that being, it doesn't matter. It's that relationship is defined by that interactive nature, either longing or loving or everything in between. And that's a tough gear when it's really hands-on and really activated, even if you're pursuing your own career, your own path, your own creativity, to all of a sudden just have a gap missing. And so, yeah, the conversation I have with my friends is about redundancy. Like, who are, who are we now? And what do we do with, what do we do with that relationship that is going to take a long time to change? And how, so, so talk about you. How, how is that relationship changing for you and your own kids? How, how do you see the process? Um, well, everything for me in life is difficult. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I suffer through everything. I just, that's my nature. Um, and so it's, it's been difficult, uh, to adjust and my kids are now 33, 31, 29, and soon to be 28. So I've had some time to adjust and I'm still making the adjustment. Uh, um, I don't know how to answer that question. What my tools have been, Yeah, my tools are, um, always the same. Um, and that's to cultivate my own friendships, my own interests, my own passions separate from them. 
and no but, and they're my heart, you know, in so many ways. So I am still connected to them. They're not as conscious of their connection to me. And that consciousness in my experience is something that comes back much later in life. Like uh, my mother's dead now. She's deceased. I talk to her all the time. I love her more than I ever did. And I appreciate her more than I ever did. While she was here, um, I, 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 you know, found uh, it difficult to, to register her impact in my life. Period. So interesting. It's so raw and honest and so important for people to know that that's okay, that all of it is acceptable to know all of our feelings or what they are. Feelings are not facts. They're feelings. <laughs> they are feelings. Yes. So for example, with your kids, um, and first of all, you're not a grandparent yet. So I am. Oh, I cool. am. so tell us about that. So has that, was there, were there any change when they had a child as far as integrating your mothering style? Had that? So let me say this, that I have a really active relationship with each, each of the kids. I mean, I talk to them if weekly, daily, bi-weekly. I'm very blessed like that. Three, two of my adult children live within five miles of me here in Florida now. And the, the second or the, the third son is about to move here with his wife and baby, and they're pregnant with another child. So I am very enmeshed with family. I have a son who uh, was in the public arena. He's just retired, but he was a, a big sports guy. And, um, and we have a, you know, active and dynamic relationship, but let me give you an example. It was his birthday this week. He requested, or it was requested a, spe- a certain kind of cookie, which I labored intensively over this cookie that I'd never made before. <laughs> I thought this cookie was everything. These cookies were like going to make or break his birthday. This was the defining moment. <laughs> peanut butter cookies with the M&Ms in them. This was going to be the be all and the all. And I dropped them off at the house and then I didn't hear anything. <laughs> so many of us are like, wait, yeah, what happened about that? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so the new me, you know, I'm not martyred about it. I texted three hours later. I was like, how are the cookies? Uh-huh, exactly. Right. You got to ask. Just and, be- yeah. and I got a love, very loving response. I don't suffer the way that I used to suffer over the, the, the slight disconnect. Um, I just notice now, and I have tools, um, to help me, uh, you know, I have daily tools, spiritual tools, practical tools, um, to help me in my, what, what are some of them for you? Well, I'm, I'm really people, I hope people understand this, but, um, cause it has, I think sometimes a negative rap, but I'm really involved in Al-Anon and I'm really involved in that program work, which is really a spiritual program of self-improvement. And I had several members of my family who suffered uh, from addiction in, in various ways. And so the steps and tools, the slogans, um, the camaraderie, the regular meetings really have helped me uh, process feelings, you know, those relationship issues that we talked about relating to redundancy, um, connection, my own uh, relationship to my family of origin and my moving forward with my family appropriation and just making me a better person at listening and understanding, I hope. Yeah. 
No, I, I've, I'm, I'm sure this is true because I have a lot of friends who have done Al-Anon and sometimes thought, wow, everybody should have Al-Anon. Yeah, everybody should have Al-Anon. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's really a free self-help program to yeah. make you a better person if you want, if you want that for yourself, make you, uh, I have a lot more serenity. I'm a lot happier. Like I said, I'm somebody, I'm very emotional. I'm an artist. I suffer. I go up and down. My life has been um, emotional highs and lows and without and he, you know, I sang with the band Housewives on Prozac for 10 years. What was it? Housewives on Prozac was, yeah. was Joy's band for 10 years in the 80s, yeah. I want to say, or something like that, right? Yeah, Housewives I mean, I wasn't on Prozac, but that kind of summed it up, you know? Right. And so, yeah, I say to the kids now, if I have to, you know, go to a meeting for an hour, four times a week to make me as happy as I feel, then that's a good thing for me. It's a really good thing. And then yeah. you had a Mama Palooza festival. I mean, Joy's done so many prolific things, Mama Palooza of other artists and while moms being able to express, express their creativity. True. I mean, was there anything that you would say you took from that experience of watching moms get on stage that would be, because I think that could be instructive for people at this stage of life when they have more time to, to risk, to, to get over fears, to not sound so great, to like, just get out there. Like how, what would you say for to moms about what you learned from Mama Palooza, that production of those? Yeah, beautiful. be brave. Tell yourself you are strong. You can do anything. You are strong. You are brave. You can do hard things. Um, don't, don't, uh, yeah, just get yourself, get your passions going and, and, uh, and find your path. And if you want to get involved in a really great organization, get in touch with me at mommuseum.org because we're really building out in the community now and we're bringing on. Um, nonprofit specialists and back end uh, CRM specialists, and we've got a great team to make uh, the next stage of the museum a reality. And it's online and virtual. We have a community, but we also have a real space. And I believe it's important for mothers to have a, vir a virtual and a real symbolic place of exploration, acknowledgement, and power here in our country. Well, you, I know, and I, I, I've saluted all these, this kind of work for years watching you. And I also know that you made the, for created the first academic program on motherhood. I mean, yeah. it's being studied now at a graduate level, I think. I yeah. mean, yeah. mother, because of, because of Joy Rose. So because yeah. of the Museum of Motherhood. <laughs> so where, where can someone study motherhood? <laughs> well, we're, we're launching our online classes this uh, summer. So you can check out, as I said, mommuseum.org. We're going to be launching some online classes um, there are universities that teach courses in reproductive justice and teach courses in sociology of family. These are all offshoots of that topic for sure. And even a uh, spirituality and motherhood, goddess studies, et cetera. Oh my goodness. I want to do yeah. that. So yeah. is not, is it a sort of certification or a degree program? I mean, explain that part of it. So we're, we're, I mean, our curriculum that we're working on now, I stopped teaching in the university last year. This is my first year just so my trajectory was I had that space in New York City where we knew each other, 2,500 square feet on the Upper East Side. When that experiment ended, I bought a place here in St. Pete, but I continued to teach at Manhattan College. So I was commuting. This is the first year that I'm not teaching in the university, and I'm, we're going to make some of that coursework available online. So yes, there will be a certificate course, and then there will also be some just easier, like you can study, you know... A, quickie on your own, no pay free, um, have some access to some materials like that too. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that yeah. for women out there for them to tell their daughters, because, you know, this is the idea that, or, or, or anyone in their family that wants, to, I mean, there's so many feminist men now, which I love, love and embrace about 
this idea yeah. that and non-binary, we don't have to have that. Those labels are so becoming something that how can we learn without it having to be labeled? Yeah. So I'm so. Or I mean, or or how can we um, be free to claim our labels ourselves, self-identity-wise? I think that work is fine too. Um, so yeah, what do you? How I watched an amazing art project the other day about. Uh, man who identified, who became identified as gay, who then self-identified as a woman who ended up self-identifying as a dragon. Go, go, go more power to you. <laughs> as a dragon. And, yeah. no, and also what I want to say is, is we actually have a friend in a relate, and actually we have a, um, an open nester interview with label me to see me, unlabel me to know me project jonathan pillett i love that and he's in one of and you, i may want to connect you with him so that's another yeah you one. have to you have to name it and claim it yeah you have to name it and label it you have to then speak your truth about it right so first you name it and label it then you speak your truth about it and then that can start the process of wherever you want to go next whether that's healing whether that's activation whether that's however you want to proceed with that um truth that you discover for yourself and I believe you've discovered a truth and you're, that's what you're doing right now. I do. I do feel like I'm on my path and it keeps changing yeah. and that's the whole beauty of it. So amen well, to that. Well, and that's part of how we started this conversation because that's the whole thing of parenting. It changes all the time. That relationship changes and to do the dance, to do the dance of that relationship, we have to be willing to change. I think, I don't think my kids want to be, mothered in the same way they did i think they want an adult relationship and it's my job to try to meet them at that adult relationship well i want to say we actually have an interview a mom daughter interview coming up one of my favorite ones with one of my best friends and her wisest daughter who's a manly marriage family therapist and a queer woman and i will say that that discussion that's going to come out this come this week you can look back on it mother daughter um she talks about how and we're not fixing things. We're not mothering the same way. We have the openness of discussion that is really about the space for what they want, what they need in order for us to witness that space and that growth and whoever they are. So it makes us have to go back to what I do in my mind on this work is getting away from expectations. And when we stop expecting that things are going to be the same, expecting our relationships will be the same, expecting the way we see. And even that thank you or whatever, you know, once you're, once you, and it's a, it's work and it's a process and it's not, oh, it never, it never ends. So we are in that work if we let ourselves be in our, with our adult kids, right? That's the process. Yeah. And I, and I do think that, you know, I think one of the questions you were asking me was, um, you know, what, what is, what is really important to me at this stage in life? And I think one of the most important things is just don't keep making the same mistakes. <laughs> you know, we've, we, if, we, if we can't learn from our patterns and see our own behavior in the world and see the ways that that has benefited us or not benefited us, um, then I think there's a lot more freedom to grow. So if you're just repeating the same patterns, if I'm just repeating the same patterns over and over again that haven't worked, then that's on me. If you like this episode, you'll also love other episodes on our website under the Listen tab. Scroll down to our Hobbies and New Ventures category. So, Joy, we were talking about motherhood in such a deep way, and yet I really want to transition to this idea of the choices we can make as we want to leave our legacy and also live in our bodies in our most authentic ways. 
So I think some of the relationships are always most indicative of that, how we choose our relationships, how we are in our relationships, how we behave in our relationships. And and I know that you had mentioned to me that you've been dating somebody for almost 14 years, and I'd love you to tell us a little bit about that. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong on that number. You shook your head. <laughs> sure. I was living in a fairly affluent community at the time, even though I wasn't top in the pecking order. And I was looking for a different value system. I was looking for um, a shift in my own values and a shift in the values of the person that I wanted to be with. So top of list were not things that were shiny and sparkly and looked really good. They were more things, qualities of care and kindness. And um, so I felt like I couldn't easily source that where I was. And I wanted to go for a slower, deeper, kind of wiser situation. Oh, my goodness. You've opened my eyes in a whole new way because it's interesting. I'm, I'm on feet. I was on this uh, app called Field recently and i've also hadn't wanted to connect unless it's really deep and meaningful and i mean there are people always everywhere you live you could find them and yet i do think that there's certain communities that have the whole different values and it's so interesting that you reached out to maine i just think i love hearing that these again we as the beginning of this section i just talked about the choices that we make and the idea that our consciousness can really listen to what we need and make choices that have nothing to do when we deconstruct what our, it's not our parents' marriages and we don't have to be in the same space together forever. And so I, I just really value how you're expressing this. It really is beautiful and it really is, is an important indicator for what I think can be done at this stage of life. So that was really, that's really, and so Thank tell you. us about how the relationships evolved. How do you feel like it's changed? Well, well, before, while I get to be on a soapbox for a moment, um, then I'd also would love to say how much I think we could shift our entire field of consciousness regarding children and parents who do not stay married for a lifetime and uh, taking the, the dirt and uh, the, 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 the loser quality out of the divorce concept. And that would do a whole lot to shift a lot of people's consciousness because feeling like you failed and having your children feel like you failed them is a terrible, terrible legacy. And it's something everybody has to climb out of, hopefully through healing or therapy or however we do it, but it's rough and it doesn't have to be that rough. I don't think it's our concepts as much as anything else in the way that we approach it that makes it as rough as it is. Yes. And actually, one of my other mentors who is the, is, was my impetus for studying sexuality in my master's was Esther Perel talks about you graduate from your first marriage, if that's what you need to do, or you can create a second marriage in your first marriage. You know, there are, there are choices and we don't make conscious choices. So this discussion also illuminate, illuminates that, which is a big part of what we why we've risen in our ranks on the podcast as a relationship and the open nesters, like we're, you know, we're 15th in a relationship podcasts. I love that. So this discussion is a really essential to me. So again, asking you, yes, you have uh, uh, one other thing. I, I don't believe in marriage anymore. So um, if people want to use marriage as it's historically been defined, I believe the institution is rooted in all kinds of problematic um problematic histories. And until we can redefine marriage in a category that is more equal, more woman focused as, as opposed to a, a patriarchal religious um, origins that it now represents, 
I'm, I'm against it. And I would never marry again because I already said in front of everyone I love, I love you and honor you for life till death do us part. So how can I do that? The same thing with someone else when I've already promised myself in that way. So I have a whole new relationship, which is, um, I know I'm going on, but I wanted great love in my life and great love for me. The definition of great love means greater than yourself. And so that means putting myself out of my comfort zone, putting myself into a space where I would have to do things to make myself a better person, to be willing to have this great love in my life. Great love is the things we read books about where people travel distances or they master great obstacles or they, um, they, they transform themselves. And that means I couldn't just go into this relationship being who I was before. I had to have integrity. I had to have consciousness. I had to be present and show up with all of my best qualities if I hope to have this great love that I dreamed of. So how is that feeling and looking? This is, you are on fire today. I love that I have you, I have you back for this section. Okay, so how is that feeling and looking and how, I mean, and it gives you your space because you chose this to still live the time that you have to put into your work project and mission. And how is the overlap? Like all of this is interesting to me. So how's it, how's, how's it feeling now that you have such a different growing great love that we never actually arrive at our ultimate. We want to be on a path, right? Yeah. Um, it feels great. Um, I know that I always have my partner's back and my partner always has my back. We are politically completely on separate sides of the spectrum, completely. Um, politics cannot be part of our conversation or our discussion. Our backgrounds, likewise, are completely different. He's an ex-Navy submarine sailor who was in a sub during the Vietnam War. And I am a liberal artist, free spirit, um, and we have uh, such different backgrounds. However, what we have in common is kindness, commitment, the love of the way we smell and look to each other, the way he feels to me, the words he speaks to me, the fact that at the end of the day, he's really a deeply spiritually inclined man and the love that we both have for our families, our of origin and procreation. So um, the qualities in him and myself are, are, that, that draw me to the relationship are really simple, really simple. Like I said, no sparkly stuff. We don't seem like we would be a match at all. And yet we are. Well, that's, that's the wisdom of our, of our aging. And I just, I love that we've come more into what we, what our true needs are and we don't have to, be performative for the world, for ourselves, for our families, for anyone else. And I and so that's why I value this so much. I had this conversation with a gentleman, Josh Silver, will be on the Open Nestor podcast about in India, these three levels of, I think that they define it, if I remember correctly, as obviously the youth stage, the youth stage, and then there's the the um, the the working partner stage, however that works to raise a family. And then there's a return stage. It's like the stage of returning to, to one, returning to God. And, and the idea that we slow down into what does that really mean? It comes down to some of those simple, beautiful 
things that we can then spend the time noticing and accepting and loving and embracing. So this was this this was a complete not cherry on the cake, but a big ingredient in the cake for me on this podcast that I didn't even expect with you. So are there any other areas that you feel like you would like to make sure you kind of convey about this stage of life that and also how people can reach you that you've mentioned a few times but can't hurt to mention again? Well, people can always reach me. Again, my project is Museum of Motherhood, and you can find us mommuseum.org on the web. And we're uh, um, very open-minded with our concept of M slash other motherhood, mother M otherhood. So really broad spectrum thinking about um, life and how we got here and where we're going. Um, And I guess the one thing that comes up a lot with women of my before my women of a certain age, I'll say, um, is I see a lot of striving and struggling to recreate maybe that original relationship or marriage or um, people looking like I just want somebody, you know, I just want to get partnered up again. And I uh, do my best to most emphatically encourage people you don't that didn't work for you before. That didn't work. That's why you're divorced now. And to think that you're going to repeat that and have success with the same kind of template to me is silly. So um, be broad, be expansive, think it out, talk it out. Don't be afraid to put yourself in a different state or a different country. All you need is willingness to show up. You don't have to show up every day, every minute, every morning, every night. Um, There are lots of ways to show up. And if you can open yourself to the possibility of you being enough to love yourself and um, embolden yourself, and then finding someone else who also loves themselves and is emboldened in life, you have lots of ground to meet. You're not coming like we've learned, you know, I'm, I'm, you're my other half. You're, you're going to make me into the woman I need to be or the man I need to be. No, 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 no. We can I have always hated that. And I've always corrected people around that. Oh. Yeah. We can love each other. We can um, compliment each other in our presence, but be fearless. Find, be, be willing to try something. Um, try living on your own and seeing how you do. And then find someone who can be, as you said, the icing on your cake. <laughs> um, or an ingredient yeah. in your cake. I mean, you know, yeah. however you want to, if it's because that so sometimes a cherry is a decorative thing on top, but we want, we want all the ingredients to kind of comprise this, our lives that can continue to expand. Like I, I think even I, one of the thing, concepts I had learned about instead of dividing an orange, there's always ways to have all aspects of it, like the outside and the inside. I mean, just when you think about growth, it yes. doesn't come from the same division or the way that we've put it side by side as if it has to be worked out in a specific way. And yes. you've so illuminated this. Like I just, this is really a transforming interview. I'm so happy. That's wonderful. It's been a journey and um, I've been working, I've worked hard in my life to, I've worked really hard in my life to be, to arrive at a place where I have, um, some confidence and some self-love and some serenity and um, an experience, strength and hope that I like to share with others because I do have a great life now and it's been a journey for sure. Thank you deeply. 
I, I really do hope to connect with you. And I, I've been wanting to get to St. Pete because um, I think it's the Dali Museum, but I've just heard about this beautiful liberal art community and I didn't know anybody there. And now I get to know you. Well, come visit. And we do residencies here as well. So you can check that out on our website. We um, have community residencies on site here at MOM. So you can always apply for a residency. And I love what you're doing. Thank you for including me in your journey. Thank you so much. Before we summarize this episode with Joy Rose of Museum of Motherhood, here is a clip from our next week episode with Charlotte and Chris of The Pleasure Mechanics. Coming into a new season of our life, a new chapter where we've done well, right? We were looking around. We had this beautiful daughter who was resourced at a great school, happy. We had this wonderful marriage, but both of us were feeling a little lackluster, stagnant, a little stagnant. And we realized all of the community, all of the activities we were doing were oriented around our kid, right? Like I hadn't allowed myself to center my own desires and wants. And so I was back after 15 years of this work and really decades, a lifetime of it for both of us. I was back to the square one of like, what do I want? Mm -hmm. Who am I right now at 42 in chronic pain, rurally living with a child and queer and trans? (laughs) So as probably all of us heard, there are so many thought provoking um, ideas here. Just about motherhood, even being otherhood, about it Absolutely. being about it being spiritual and the idea of mothering being loving more than ourselves. I, I, I love some of the concepts that she brought up and even the choices that she made about as she became more spiritual, choosing a relationship that was out of her area because she knew she wanted a different kind of relationship with more autonomy. The kind of choices we can make without labels. What kind of partner are you? Do you live together? Are you married? Are you divorced? And actually taking away labels like she talks about divorce and she wants to really take the stigma, the loser quality out of it, right? That's right. And and the nice thing about it is that we are all facing uh, labeling. We, we, we are victim and uh, producing of those labels. We label others and uh, other labels us. You know, judgment is so hard when we don't understand something until we step into a new world to really deconstruct some of our own judgments. It's it's a continuous journey. And and we've learned so much about that, for example, Absolutely. with polyamory and people judging us about our Correct. open marriage. And, and, and even Joyce, she said, oh, I thought you guys were swingers. She's like, oh, the, uh, but I love the depth of your relationship, she said to me offline. So it, you, once we see something, we can then unlabel it. I like that concept. It, it's also a very quick and easy solution and definition people say oh they are that they are this they are the others they are gay they are queer they are you know lesbian whatever it is that they say it is one thing it's easier just to judge and immediately uh categorize the person into a certain uh i guess level label or file rather than us seeing them so even if for example as you heard we have an incredible queer couple coming up for next next week and non-binary and trans and and so I'd say five years ago, that was hard for us to even think of some of those words. Correct. But then with exposure, as we open hearts, as we get to know people in relationships, we realize how each person 
is human and so lovable and needs it so and we so we true. all feel the pain and pleasure of life and so motherhood is this expansive thing and thank you joy rose i feel like you did you did it such justice and you continue Absolutely. to yes and if you like what you heard tell others about it tell them about our open nesters podcast go to our website leave some comments we're going to address some of those comments uh, in the upcoming episodes some suggestion from our audience, and I want to thank all of our audience for making us such a great and relevant podcast on relationship. Yes, for sharing far and wide. So thank you for sharing. Absolutely. And, and please do get onto our closed Facebook page. It's a group. Um, you can also join our business page and follow upcoming episodes and subscribe on any of our podcast plat the podcast platforms. And we really hope that you will, if you want to, suggest any topics of this stage of life that interest you. Amen. Till next time, this is Amir. And this is Tessa. And we will see you on the next episode. Ciao. You have been listening to the Open Nesters Podcast, a production of Kiwi Publishing and Media. Executive Producer, Tessa Crone. Music by Yoni Avi Patat. Audio engineering by Lucid Sound. Web design and blogs, PJ Ewing. This podcast is available on all podcast platforms. To learn more about each episode and guest, please visit us at theopennesters.com. For questions or to be a guest on our podcast, email tessa at theopennesters.com.